Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. analysis with over 70 years combined experience this is the bob ryan and jeff goodman podcast nba some college a little bit of everything you know what can i say but it wasn't going to happen here with him i was okay with it because it wasn't about talent i didn't think all right, let's get right to it. Hey, everybody. It's time for the Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Tangway Along for the Ride, Zoom and Podcast, driven by Bet Online. They are your number one source for your, all your sports betting needs this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and a whole lot more. Okay, guys, we got an act. We got an action packed show, as we like to say. Lillard goes off. AD's going to return. Steph having temper tantrums. We're going to start with the Celtics, though. Uh, Bob, I'll start with you. The Celtics dropped a couple of games in Florida. I don't think any of us are alarmed. They are an undermanned team uh, right now. So my question to you is, how do you manage the Celtics the rest of the way? Right now, they could obviously win the regular season easily. But is that the most important thing? Well, no, they're not. I, I would disagree with that statement right away. Uh, there's no lock here on him having the best record in the East. Uh, they'll get two games and a loss right now. That's up. That's all they're up. And uh, but Bob, let me let me push back a little bit. If they try to have the best record in the East, if they say our goal is to have the best record in the East, don't you think they're the odds-on favorite to do I, it? I I think they have. Well, we we have been lauding their depth, and and yet their depth did not quite get the job done in Florida, as we right. know. Um, and then, of course, when you lose four guys of your first six, that's that's really stretching it. I agree, and and that's why I'm not panicking or anything. Uh, we know how good they can be, um, and and so uh, yeah, I think you 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 want to have that that home. You want to have that best record. You don't want to do anything crazy though. Do you want to deviate from the policy of, of Al? What you're doing with Al? Uh, uh, you know, the no back to back. You have you got two you got two major issues here. You got Al and you got Williams. And, and how you're going to manage them. And we all know one thing I think the three of us agree on ain't going nowhere very deep in the playoffs without Robert Williams. He's going to, he's the difference. He's your championship difference. And so they got to treat him with, with TLC and, 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 you know, and, uh, and, and it's, it's precarious always. Um, other than that, you know, don't go crazy with load management for guys like uh, Tatum and Brown uh, down the stretch. You know, I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm going old school on you here. I'm, I'm, I'm just fed up with some of the stuff that uh, uh, the people that get pulled out of games. But um, that's all. I just think you got to be very careful. I, I'm more concerned that the issue is, or, or the issues are those two guys I mentioned. That's the issue. So, 
Gary, can we talk about a guy that we haven't talked about enough on this pod when when discussing the Boston Celtics? Sure. And that that's the trade that might, when we're looking back on it, if they win a title this year, we're going to point to this trade as the reason why. And it's the one that they acquired Malcolm Brogdon, okay? Because he is everything. And, and he's been out for the last few games, and that's part of the reason why I think they've struggled. But, you know, the number one question with Malcolm Brogdon when they got him was what? Injuries, right? He'd been hurt the last few years. He hadn't looked like himself. Uh, and it was like one thing after another. Is Malcolm Brogdon going to stay healthy? He's, he's played in almost every game, health-wise. I think he's played in 41 of 45 games so far, something like that. He's only missed a handful of games, and a couple of them have been because of personal reasons here lately. Um, look at how efficient he's been. The other thing was, can he shoot it? You know, he had had a down year or two shooting the ball from deep. Uh, look at what he's shooting now from three. 46% from three, playing with Jason T He's never played with dudes like this before, where you can't guard him. You have to pay attention to Tatum and Jalen Brown. And, oh, by the way, Malcolm Brogdon in the locker room is a man, right? He's a professional. He's a man. He's all about the right things and winning. And then on the court, he's all about the right things and winning and making the right decisions and moving the basketball. He, it's almost like having another coach on the court. And uh, his efficiency numbers are, are ridiculous this year. I mean, he's only playing 20 four minutes a game. So his, his, you know, he's only averaging 14 points a game. But if you, if you run that out to, you know, 35 minutes a game, this is a guy. And again, he rebounds well for his position. He passes well, he defends. He is to me again, going back to it, the most important acquisition that this team has had in, in the last couple of years. I couldn't believe how easy it was to get him. I was so thrilled. Uh, that, well, it was, it was it was great, and then, I mean, we kidded about before it was over. Before they got him, I was kidding. I wanted to get Malcolm Brogdon, so Grant Williams would have somebody to talk to, you know. So there's another another bonus there. We get a uh, he's a basketball player, capital B, capital P, you know. And 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 and, and he, yeah, the only concern, uh, no, only the other concern, and it was a minor one because of who he is. But you just wondered would be okay coming off the bench. That's all. And apparently he's okay coming off the bench. So, yeah, no, I, I get definitely, I mean, him not being in these games, I got to believe that, that, that he alone would have made a difference that they would have won those games in Florida. So, also, yeah. do we, or have we, and maybe I'm late to the game, but can we finally say how essential Marcus Smart is to the team? Well, you know, I'm great. I've been on that, remember that fan yeah. club since the day one. Yeah. I, yeah. I pushed back on it because I didn't think, and, and I don't think, Bob, you thought he'd ever be like a point guard. Oh, but. But he's turned into a pretty good point. A goal. year ago at this time, right now, this they were starting their ascent. And the question that and, and what we were marveling about was, hey, he's acting like a real point guard. <laughs> we we doubted. I doubted it. I I I said that's he's I love him for what he is great at. I love his defense. Right. I love his moxie. I love he makes plays you, you know, impossible plays. Uh, I like his, his spirit, his fire, his desire to blah 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 blah. But is he really a point guard? And we, we all know that from that the middle of January until the the last day of the playoffs, he was a point guard, and 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 he can do it if he wants to. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things where we say like guys can't change, right? I mean a lot of times you make determinations on on guys. Here's what he is because this, and I've seen Marcus since he was like 15 years old. 
So for me, it was even harder to, to, to fathom that he could change his game. But, you know, he really did. And again, you just wonder, you know, sometimes if it's just maturity, uh, sometimes it might have been Damon Stoudemire helping him out. Mm-hmm. It might have been all the people saying he couldn't be a point guard. Um, but he's run the team well. You know, still, obviously, some of the, the three-pointers he takes, a little, you know, head-scratching at times. But you know what he's doing? He's taking care of the ball now. Yeah, and well, I, I, one other player I want to talk about uh, from the my from the last couple of games with the Celtics, well, specifically the Miami game, is Bam Adebayo had a night against the Celtics in their loss to Miami, 30 points and 15 rebounds. And when I read this, you know, I looked at his line and I was like, I mean, Jeff, I'll start with you on this. Has this guy underachieved? Because when I I remember when he came on, I thought he was going to be like a perennial all-star. Is the problem me or is the problem him? You. You're the problem here. Uh, (laughs) You're always the problem here. Uh, Listen, Bam's a a really good player, but I remember a couple years ago, I can't remember who it was on ESPN, but I don't know if it was like Perk or somebody else, Richard Jefferson, somebody saying like, they would take Bam out of bio like to start a team over anybody because of his his defensive versatility, right? And Bam's a really good player, a really good player. But what Bam can't be is your best player. He can't be your best player because you can't just go to him and just say, get me a bucket. That's not what he is. He's a really good overall all-around player. I, I love Bam, and Bam's gotten better over the years. But again, you're not throwing the ball to Bam in the post. You're not saying to Bam, hey, go make a play facing up. He can do some of those things, but that's that's not really what he is. He's a great, versatile defender who's a great number two or three guy on a championship team. And that's what he – I mean, that's kind of what he was. He's obviously not a champion, but um, that's what he, he was when Jimmy Butler's Jimmy Butler. And I think it's part of the reason Miami can't win a championship. They don't have that dude. Jimmy Butler's a really good player, but I'm not sure he's a a number one for a championship caliber team. He's that next tier guy. Um, I'm closer to you in this one than I am to, to Gary in that he's better than I thought he would be. And I I thought I liked him in college, you know, but this I like I and I say I've seen him, including the other night when they threw the ball to him and he made a play. Uh he can't anyway, he can, it's not, it's not, you don't want to rely on that. He's good. He worries me. I don't like playing him uh, for the Celtics. He's he's, he's been a, a a problem for the Boston Celtics the last couple of years. So you know, I just as soon avoid him in the playoffs. But but uh, but I respect him. And 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 he, he, you're right. He's that next level of of of, of excellent NBA player. You know, you know what he is? He he's the guy that really. And, and remember, in the playoffs last year, I remember walking out with him. I forget what game it was, but again, you know, I've known Ben a long time, so. It was it was later on in the series. He hadn't been aggressive early in the series against Boston at all, and it it, it was one of the home games. It must have been five. What would have been five? Um, and and walking out with him and saying like, "That's what you need to do. You need to be more aggressive. Your team needs you to be more aggressive." And sometimes that's the problem with Bam. Is sometimes he just kind of settles into his role a little bit too much and isn't as assertive and. Uh, you know, obviously you look at him and, and he he's a man. I mean, he is an absolute oh, yeah. man. Well, he's a nice player. And uh, yep. anyway, he's a, we respect him. In this. All right. Well, we're going to get into Lillard and uh, Anthony Davis coming up. 
We have to tell you that Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Everything from the NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. And also a big part of the uh, Ryan Goodman Tangway along with the Ride podcast. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. But Bet Online is truly the fastest and it's the easiest way to bet all your favorite leagues and events. So this is how you do it. You head to the website today, or you can do it on your mobile device. You receive 50% off on your welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code CLNS50 to receive rewards. Bet Online AG, where the game starts. And what a game for Damian Lillard as they defeated Utah 134 to 124. And you want to talk about numbers. And I know, Bob Ryan, you love the numbers. We'll start with you. Uh, very interesting stats for a guy putting up 60. 21 for 29, 9 for 15 on threes. That's not bad. Yeah. that uh, And only 10 free throws. Well, it was launching from outside. You know, no, it's a, I know it, 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 these are dazzling numbers. Let me give you his uh, January uh, totals. Okay. So January, January 8th. Since January 8th, 34, 30, 50, 36, 40, 44, 25, 24. God, I should have docked those paycheck. 37 and 60. I let the record show. I voted for him in the top seventy-five. I think it was like number seventy-four or seventy-five on my list. I'm, but I'm, I'm, I'm no. So I've been aboard with him. But uh, what can we say? The guys, are, the guys are monster. The guys a tremendous offensive player. Period. Yeah, he's fun to watch too. Because again, you know, I, I love these guys that that came out of schools that they didn't have their ass kissed. And I think oh, yeah. it's part of the reason why Damian Lillard coming out of, you know, Weber State and Steph Curry coming out of Davidson have been as successful as they've been. And I just remember being at the Combine years ago when when he, the year Dame was drafted. For some reason at the Combine that year, they only allowed one media person in. It was the weirdest <laughs> thing. And somehow it was me. So I was there watching Dame Lillard put on one of the greatest shooting displays I've ever seen anywhere at any time on the planet. <laughs> and I walked away and I'm like, Oh my God, like how could this guy not be a high lottery pick? And again, it, it was kind of still in the early days of like, you know, um, the, the, these NBA scouts and GMs, you know, really finding these under the radar guys, you know, they've found them in the past, but now it's like, they know every one of them. Right. Yeah. And they see him all the time, you know, for, for, for this one, it was like, you know, Dame kind of coming out of nowhere, a little bit out of Weber state. And he, he has, I mean, when you say that Bob, that, that you voted for him, one of the top 75 players, I'm like kind of befuddled in a way. I'm like, wow. Like it surprises me. And then you look at what he's done and you're like, you know what? 18, almost 19,000 points. And he's still only 32 years old. He's probably got five years left. That averaging in this day and age in the NBA where, you know, a lot of people are putting up crazy numbers, he's going to put up 25 a game probably for the next three, four years at, at minimum. I uh, I remember thinking, I think one of the reasons that I did, frankly, you know, uh, when you're weighing down, you're getting that good to it, is that I, I didn't want to go overboard on the old guys. I wanted to make sure I paid sufficient homage to right. the modern game, you know, because, you know, I'm proprietary toward the older guys, naturally. I, I, I'm trying to protect their their glory and their image. But I certainly don't want to be some stupid old fart that won't acknowledge that the game, you know, is being played at a very high level now and, and shooting, especially shooting. 
and this guy is a tremendous player. So, um, um, you know, that I, I but I, that was a tough decision, I think, in the end for me. But I put him in 75. I'm glad I did. Uh, Jeff, do you think that the reason some of these guys were flying under the radar and now with <laughs> social media and video and the way we're all connected, I mean, it's very hard for somebody to go unknown in any part of the world. But do you think part of the reason was that young athletes in all sports are crowned can't miss kids when they're like 14, when they're 15? You know, I, I've just seen yes. it in other sports where you have a kid who's like 13 or 14 years old and they go, oh, that's the kid you can't, you know. And then you go, well, let's wait and see. What, what about the 14 or 15 year old kid? Let's wait and see when they're 20. Well, you know, I think we beat. I think we put a label on young athletes too soon. Well, that's this kid, Amani Bates, right now, and he just came off a game where, he, so his 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 story is: fifteen years old, he was on the cover of Sports Illustrated, number one player next uh, KD, not LeBron, but he kind of looked like KD at the same stage, and then he kind of leveled off a little bit and uh, reclassified. Went to Memphis last year, averaged about ten points a game, didn't go well. Transferred to Eastern Michigan. He's from Ypsilanti. Transferred back home, gotten a little issue before the season having a gun in his car, suspended. Um, went for 43 two nights ago, but the team is like 4-16 and 16 right now. Right. And the big question is, again, did too much come too soon for this kid? Sure did. did. Too much attention. And the answer is absolutely. I mean, that's, that's – and I talked to him for a while about this. <clears throat> and he said, like, it was – I was miserable because the expectations were so high and I wasn't ready yeah, as a 15 year old kid. I wasn't ready to be on sports. I thought it was really cool at the time, but looking back on it now, it was, it was too much to throw to kid. Uh, this is a common athletic phenomenon theme in all sports. Uh, as we, you were speaking, a couple of things I want to say, but you were speaking, I was thinking about other guys and other sports that, that were cursed with the unlimited potential thing, you know, and, and I remember when Gabe Kapler came to the Red Sox. No, I'm just saying, Gabe Kapler came to the Red Sox. He was one of those guys that when he broke into baseball, had this unlimited potential thing. And and it didn't work out. Right. That and, he, that's how, and, and, you know, I remember talking, because he's uh, talking to him about it. And, of course, he is one of the more cerebral players in, I've ever dealt with in any sport, at any time in history, baseball. And he was able to, willing to articulate what this was all about. Now, I, okay, I'm just saying this happens. Up in the football, remember uh, what was uh, – uh, Ron, the, the, Ron Paulus was supposed to win multiple Heisman. Remember, Bino Cooks. Oh, I mean, I look at a running back, Marcus Dupree. I mean, there's Marcus so Dupree. The, oh, the great. Well, that's the great William Morris book, you know. The, 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 but uh, anyway, let's not bury the lead, however, about the other night's game. He scored 29 consecutive Eastern Michigan points in the midst of that game. Yes. 29 He's straight awesome. by one man. Now, they lost the game. <laughs> they lost yeah. that game. But yeah, He was awesome. All right. But yeah, you how know, old is he now, Jeff? How old is he now? I mean, he's probably only 19. At this okay, point. but that's my point now, is that when you look at Damian Lillard, I guess to bring it back to what we were discussing, at, at 15, did somebody sit and look at Damian Lillard and go, no, and then they wrote him off. Yes. I mean, that's the insanity of it, right, Bob? As you look at a Damian Lillard or you look at, oh. um, I mean, anybody, a John Moran or any of these guys, you know, and you go, oh, at the 15, now, players... he's not going to be a player. Then by the time they get to 20, it, everything's changed. The no. best players right now, most of them in the NBA, are honestly guys that didn't get their ass kissed. I mean, obviously, you've got LeBron and KD. Sure. Well, of course, well, what, you know, 
the concurrent with that in the current NBA though is that so many of the good players are not American. Correct. And so you know, you know, Giannis, no, Jokic, uh, you know, Vucevic, on and on it goes. Uh, Doncic, you know, so that's another phenomenon. That's a they might have gotten their ass kissed. They might have gotten their ass kissed. Well, I don't think. All right, but they. I don't know. So, but um, all right, I got a quiz for you. Quick time for forget. Yeah. Who's the greatest player in the history of Eastern Michigan? Uh, Boykins. Earl Boykins. He's second. Uh, who's first? <laughs> I know this. I know this. I I I, I lost it. Iceman. Gervin. Oh, George Gervin. We talked about him last week. Wow. Iceman. Uh, that's right. We talked about it. Earl Boykins, by the way, is the smallest guy ever to score either 40 or 50 or something in the, in, in the NBA. He's I good. I forgot the Iceman. It's a forgotten. That's one of those sadly forgotten little phenomena you know everybody remembers Muggsy Bogues and God just should and we could but but Earl Boykins made his little mark too at five five <laughs> uh one guy who is not small in stature uh that's uh Anthony Davis ah. we are expecting his return so now let's talk about the Lakers uh the Lakers as we speak when we're recording this are like a game out of the play-in game you know so they're like a game out of the 10th spot so how are we feeling about the Lakers? How are we feeling about AD? And do the Lakers need to make a deal, Bob? All right, number one, there are nine teams separated by two games in the loss column, starting at number five. So any anything and everything can happen in terms of it. Of course, they're in the mix. Of course, they got a shot. Of course, they should be thinking about. They can get up. I mean, they're only two games out of the fifth spot right. in the loss. So come on. Of course, they're in it. They just made a deal that I'm um, curious to see what Jeff thinks, you know, about Hachimura. Um, you know, he can shoot the ball. Uh, they, we all know they need they need to space the floor. They get to shoot. Uh, is, is this just a, a, a minor little thing or could it be something, Jeff? I mean, for them, it could be again. It could be enough to, to win him a couple games. Right. He could help win him a couple more games. And if he does that, like you said, you go from where you're in the playing game to where you're fifth or sixth. And, you know, listen, right now you look at it. You're telling me you wouldn't want to finish six and draw Sacramento in the first round? Oh, sure. I mean, like, I'll take my chances with a healthy Anthony Davis, LeBron, oh, uh, listen, Sacramento. We so, all not, nothing has changed. I don't think the three of us would disagree that that a healthy Anthony Davis is a makes makes yes. him somebody you don't want to mess around with. I mean, and, guys, we need from from an entertainment perspective. Excuse me, from an entertainment perspective, we need the Lakers in the mix. I mean, we do. I mean, I, I we love the Warriors, but let's face it. You know, the NBA to me is just, and this is, I love this. Some curious don't, but you know, I love the the flash and the dash and the big names of the NBA. I love it. I love the stars. I mean, Bob, we need the Lakers coming out of the West. We do because it's just so blah without them. People, I know, it's, I know, it's not very dazzling uh, uh, right now thinking about the best team could be either Denver or Memphis or, or I still think right in the mix with a healthy Zion I wouldn't dismiss them either in, in New Orleans well I but, think Zion has star power I mean I, don't would love to see, I don't know how it would work out but, I mean I don't know how but I mean if, if somehow the Lakers and Zion met in the playoffs Bob that's a flipping series I mean yeah, if no, I'm a TV executive I'm out of my mind I four think five, we need that in the four or five game yeah somehow. you know now we do yeah we will we still we would have you know, Ja involved in, in the play. I'm just saying about star power. I'm talking about guys I want to see. I always want to see Ja play, you know. Sure. And, and, you know, and, and Vukovic, I mean, excuse me, I keep saying Vucevic, although he's having now, a the good The one team, too. guys, the one team you're looking at and you're like, 
Sacramento. I like Sacramento. I know Bob loves Sacramento because they get some bonus. Because they got my one of my all-time yeah. favorite players. I so. get it, but like they're that team that still people are going to look at and be like, eh, I don't really want to watch no. the Lakers play Sacramento. And, and and look at the playing teams right now, like Minnesota. Eh, huh. You know, like you need Golden State or the Lakers to me in that plan. That's what made it great when when the playing series started. Right, they were both in it. I think that right. Didn't they play I, I mean, in the, the Nets, didn't the Nets do it? In the East once. So yeah, you need you need a couple intriguing things for the play. The playing yeah. game has worked ultimately <laughs> because you've had stars in the playing game that, that you know their teams just have been banged up or they've been hurt. Uh, but I, I think the Lakers, if you can somehow find a way to protect Anthony Davis, um, maybe they can make a run. By the way, by the time we're doing the next pod, guys. We could be talking about the NBA's all-time leading scorer. Yeah. Uh, not being Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. What do you need, 178? 157, I believe. Oh, okay. Right? All right, okay. Oh, he'll, yeah. Uh, well, if not then, it's the one after that. So, right. oh, yeah. He had 48 the other night in, in defeat. He's, How do you feel about that, Bob? Oh, I think it's appropriate. I mean, he's going to wind up with the most games ever played. Robert Paris is, you know, holds that record, by the way. He's going to wind up with the most games ever. This is over half his life has been spent in the NBA now, you know, well over half his life. And um, he's, you know, he's, uh, uh, yeah, he's phenomenon. I mean, no, I, I have no problem with it. Um, rec- you know, on the old records are made to be broken thing. And uh, I never assumed that somebody couldn't come along and, and, and be, uh, beat out Kareem. And if anybody's going to do it in, in, in our experience in the last 20 years, of course, it's this guy. So I have no problem with it at all. He, I think he deserves to have that record. Oh, by the way, one I want to be a little side. We're talking about Golden State for a second, okay? Um, I, I I looked at the box score from last night, uh, and I'm I'm thinking how the game. It just spe- spells out how the game has changed with regard to the respect and need for a big man, a five man in the NBA. That uh, they, they they they're going with a three guard lineup, and Jeff, you know, in the, in the, in in the, in the history of the NCAA, we're always intrigued when a co- a good college team has three guards and two forwards and no center, right? Yes. Well, the Warriors <laughs> started the three guards again last night. And, of course, they had like 60-some points among them. And uh, uh, i got to throw this one out there. I've been saying for years and years that the greatest three-man backcourt in the history of the NBA was the Pistons, uh, the bad boy Pistons with with, with uh, Isaiah, Joe, and, and Vinny. And, it, and I'll stand on that. But uh, this one right now is as good as any that's ever been in any given point of time. This three-man backcourt. Would you not agree? Yes. Yeah, I, I would put it up there. Yeah, I mean, I think it, it it might end up being better than that. Oh, it might very well be. Poole's so young. Now, the question, how much longer does, does, does Clay have to give? And well, both of those two guys in their age. So it's going to be – but over the next – right now, starting now and going over maybe another year or so, this could be the – they're in the – they can make a case we're the greatest all-around scoring backcourt in history in the NBA. I mean, Jeff, how do you feel? We are Bob Stoss. Can they win it without a big man? Golden State? Yeah. I mean, they can come out of the West. I don't think they can win it, but I think they can come out of the West. The West is just so – I mean, it's crazy looking at it now, how it's flipped. I mean, Phoenix is – obviously, huh. they've been banged up too. They're gone. You know, you got these teams and these these dominant players that are getting older, frankly. You know, Chris Paul for Phoenix and LeBron, you know, they're, they're kind of on their way out and – you know, the kind of warriors themselves. I mean, the, the core guys, I mean, how Draymond's 32 at least. Right. And the other guys who we know, so, Oh no, they, they got to get it done. I mean, this is the, 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 the window, as we say is closing, but it ain't shut. It hey, is I, not shut. I have a number for you on, on, you know, 
here it is, the all-time leader in, in points scored. Um, LeBron James has made uh, 2,222 three-pointers in his NBA <laughs> oh, career. Okay. That's Kareem, hey, hey, Bob, Kareem made one. One. He, he did make one. one. Had to be at the end of the 24-second clock. <laughs> we need right. video. I got to see what it oh, is. I'd love to see it. Right, me too. No, but that is anytime we have these discussions about scoring. By the way, uh, Lillard was appropriately humble when informed that he says now that was his sixth 60 point game. Wilt had 32. <laughs> <laughs> but, but okay, now let me throw in this into the debate. Uh, would you agree that Wilt and Kareem, their shots or their op- uh, modus operandi was of a higher percentage than what LeBron and some of these guys do today? So if well, you're taking a 10-foot hook shot that nobody can block, is that easier uh, than making a three? Uh, Will, especially Wilt Late's career. Will, and Will had three phases of his career, and in the final phase, he didn't want to shoot. He just wanted to – he only wanted the finger roll and dunk. And and one year, you know, he did shoot 70% on the floor, shoot, quote-unquote. Well, yeah. It, he just was listed, you know, and that's – anyway, that's true. Yeah, I mean, they're different players, but Kareem's hook remains the, the most famous single shot in the history of basketball. Well, and stop. Did and, anybody ever and, block and, it? Oh, I'm sure maybe, uh, who knows, maybe, you know, Will, um, they had a playoff series the year after the Lakers won in 71-72. I mean, after, after excuse me, after the Bucks won. And and uh, the Lakers beat them, and, and Will really held his own very, very, very well, aging Will against young Kareem. I wouldn't be surprised if he got his hand on one or so. I'd love, uh, he could have. And Nate Thurman, Nate Thurman, who Kareem had said is the toughest guy to, for me to play, was a, uh, uh, he may very well have gotten his hand on one. Yeah, well, that, did too. Who knows? That's a video, man. That's a video. Well, that, um, that's like talking about the the the, the dinosaurs roaming the earth. You look at the centers in the NBA in the early seventies and the ABA. Yeah, and some of the greatest center names in the history of basketball all played. It, it, it's just totally different game. It just you know the, we couldn't have foreseen the the hostile takeover of the three or anything like what we're seeing today. And they can't imagine what it was like today if you're if you're a basketball fan of. What what that game was like watching those guys play? Uh, Jeff, did you want to comment on Steph getting tossed? Uh, is yeah, it I mean, frustrating setting in? Yeah, he. You know, the good thing they've all been for throwing his mouthpiece yeah. into the crowd <laughs> out of frustration. Last night, the frustration was about a teammate, about Jordan Poole. So you know, Steph's about as classy as it gets. I know oh, people yeah. are upset with Steph over the last few years that he's celebrating a little bit more than than he certainly did early in his career. I'll still put Steph Curry up against any superstar I've ever been around in any sport, okay, in any sport these days that that's that stayed humble, that's not forgotten where they've come from, that has right. not changed. Steph Curry to me again, like, I'll take him, man. He, he, he's all about the right things. You know, I believe that he's the most influential basketball player of the 21st century because of the what he's done with the three and had every kid in America and, and you know, and ships at sea want to shoot the three. But you're right. It, the the whole package. He's the most rootable superstar for you. You're a parent in America and you want to point your basketball loving boy or girl to an individual to, to look up to. You start with Steph Curry. Yeah, there's no doubt. Uh, to wrap things up, guys. Uh, how do we feel, Bob, I'll start with you, about John Morant walking the dog? It's been very controversial. Do we know, uh, do you know what I speak of? Well, only tangentially. I read about this. I didn't, I I, I haven't seen it or. Um, well, uh, well, it's a thing to set it up. It, it's a thing now 
where I find it frustrating. But I see high school players do it. I see kids do it all the time. And I'm like, oh, for God's sakes. And what it, what it is is now Moran has started this trend, Jeff, of just letting the ball roll up the floor. Oh, so the 24 that. second clock doesn't start until he picks it up at like half court. Okay. That's... Walking the dog. And now oh. it's a thing. It's a thing. Well, wait a minute. This is a tactic that's been, I'd say it's, it's prevalent in the last 20 years. And the thing I don't understand is how, why anybody does it if your team is leading. You're supposed to do it if your team is losing. You need the clock. That's what I thought was the point. That's when everybody did it. You know who drove me crazy doing it? Dennis Schroeder last year. Dennis Schroeder did it and 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 drove me nuts. I was glad to see him go. And uh, I, 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 it can be exaggerated, you know. And I, I always hope it's going to backfire on somebody, you know. Somebody. I hope somebody gets up and just gets their tail up there and steals the ball when they do it. It's always- I'm saying, you know, I want to see it backfire, but. You know, it, it, you know, it, I'm not going to go overboard about it. I, I, you know, but I'm not a fan of it. But because I think you do it, if, it's stupid if he's doing it when they're winning. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know, Goodman. I, okay. I was hoping for a Bob Ryan rant. We we're looking I for like, flex. I feel like they just do it. Are they doing it because they realize like all this this time adds up and they get another possession and it might, you know, it, it adds to the numbers in the sport, the <laughs> offensive production. I, I don't know. I mean, again, like you said, if you're down late in the game, I get it. Obviously, that's, that's why. When, that's when I first saw it, and but it, it wasn't. I'd say it started about 20 years ago. Yeah, it wasn't. You you start every once in a great while. Yeah, like every once in a great while. Yeah, it was late in the game when you were losing. Period. Right. End of story. Now we, it's we like having this discussion. Well, it's like what can I say? I don't want to. I'm not going to play fuddy duddy on it here. If he wants to do it, fine. <laughs> All right, Jeff Goodman, Bob Ryan, always a pleasure, fellas. Uh, the Bob Ryan, Jeff Goodman, Tangway, along for the Ride Zoom and Podcast, brought to you by Bet Online, your number one source for all your sports betting this season. Gentlemen, until next week. Yes, good. That was fun. See you next week.